Welcome to the Exhibit C Podcast, where two guys give their primitive and extremely biased opinions on the state of the National League East Division. Welcome back in, guys. We have a lot of drama to sort through. But first, I want to hear from a Phillies perspective. Christian, walk me through the top of the ninth inning. One out. Didi Gregorius hits a weak-ass fly ball to left field. And Marcel Ozuna's weak-ass arm throws it home. And then what happens? Give me your perspective. Yeah, I mean, that was – look, first of all, no Phillies fan is upset that the Phillies won. Um that you can that's a guarantee I'll tell you that much right now but but it's a big but here that I was shocked first of all I was shocked that they sent him home Baum is a he's a decent athlete but he's not a great runner um obviously Ozuna doesn't have the best arm out there I think the throw is something like 77 miles an hour which is just like unbelievably slow and yeah, at first, yeah, it's a bang bang play, right? But then you see the replays for what was it, five minutes? And I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I still, I don't think that Alec Baum touched the base, and I still, I mean, he still touched, hasn't touched home plate, and the Phillies won. So I guess that, that there's my breakdown for you. You know, I think this is karma for Braves fans and the Braves organization. I don't know if you remember, uh, there was like a, in the 19th inning against the Pirates, I believe it was like 2014 or some somewhere back then, the Pirates had scored um, the go-ahead run or something. No, no, no. The Braves scored the game-winning run in the bottom of the inning. I forget who it was. Some no-name scored the run. Um, and the Pirates obviously tagged him out before he ever reached a plate. And he was called safe. And it was inexplicable, just like this call. And, it, and it, I, I'm not even mad at the umpire, even though he called himself him safe and he had a great vantage point of him not touching the plate. I'm mad at New York. Who 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 is getting paid six figures to make these calls? It is an absolute catastrophe. Why have replay? Why have replay? He was obviously he obviously didn't touch the plate, and it's a long season. It's just one game, and I know it's going to be fine. But it's in the moment. It's it, it really upset me. I am really flustered, bamboozled. All those words. I'm not feeling good. Yeah, and. It's very early into the season, like you said, but we've already had two just blatant instances of terrible umps in, in the NL East, which is projected by many to not only be the best division in baseball, but to be the most competitive division. And it, these are games that will that could pay dividends down the stretch of the season because that's, that's a two-game swing for both of those teams, if you think about it, in the standings. No, exactly. And, and I think if, if, if it comes down to being a race between the Braves and Phillies, this game would be mentioned. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, then again, we don't know if the Phillies would have ended up winning in extra innings or if the bottom of the ninth would have went a little different um, if the game was tied. We, we don't know that. But, yeah, it, it hurts. And it, it was kind of good to see all of social media outside of the Braves world kind of blow up. Mike Trout was laughing at <laughs> at, at the call. And at, yeah. So and Travis Darno, the catcher for the Braves is like, look, why do we even have replay if we can't overturn stuff like this? He's like, it was a five minute break. It ruins the flow of the game. Um, let's not have, let's not have 
replay review if it's not going to do anything. And I and I am going to agree with him. I wish I wish Snitker would have got thrown out of the game. That's the one thing I wish. Bobby Cox would have came out there saying some bad things about those umpires, women, and yeah, he would have got tossed. Yeah, and I like you mentioned with that wide reaction. You mentioned Mike Trout and all. This game was on ESPN, and. That I don't think that could be understated um, in the importance of a game like this. It was a great game. I mean, let's just be real. First of all, that was that was the most fun I've had watching like a competitive regular season baseball game in a while. And I know I'm a Phillies fan, so we don't have many examples of that happening. But it was a great game. I'm, I would be shocked if people weren't tuned into it. And a lot of people saw that happen, which is just it, it's interesting because. Yeah, they, they added in review, and, and all it really does is slow down the game. It doesn't seem to be making a difference. They just, for the most part, they stick with the calls that were made on the field. Yeah, I, it was a good game. Uh, both pitchers, but both teams had bad pitchers throwing, and it was good for the offensives. And, and then you had the stars like Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Acuna all show up, hit some bombs. Everybody loved it. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a good game. It was, it was an entertaining game. Uh, and yeah, I, and so that sets us up. Let, let's move away from that. I again, I want to say it was a terrible call. Not saying the Braves should have won the game because we don't know what would have happened, but the game definitely should have been tied going into the bottom of the ninth inning. Who came up after um, Gregorius? Was it Roman Quinn? It was um, Segura. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in. Well, either way, it would have been a double play that ended the inning. So, oh yeah, uh, my freaking primitive brain just out here. Yeah, it would have ended the inning. Gone anyways. Let's move on past that. Phillies still on top of the conference. That would have put them in a tie with the Atlanta Bravos um, in the NL East at the top spot. But Philadelphia now six and three. The Atlanta Braves four and five. So let's uh, let's talk about the Phillies. Um, after one week, this is as good as you could have imagined, right? Give me the top performers. Give me, uh, you know, all the stats going into this second week. Yeah, so like you mentioned, six and three is especially after three series going Braves, Mets, Braves, um, two teams that were pretty widely projected to finish ahead of the Phillies this season. This is a great position to be in and um, on top of the division. But uh, yeah, you said, um, mentioned some some names that have stood out to me. Um, first of all, I'd just like to start with Reese Hoskins, who nine games into the season has still not walked. And I that's think great. that is, and you might say, oh, that's a stat that for most players, you'd be like, oh man, get get on base a little bit. He's actually the only Philly starter that hasn't walked outside of Roman Quinn, who we just don't need to talk about. Um, But Reese Hoskins is swinging the bat this year, and that's what he's been asked to do, and that's what he's done. And he's hit six doubles already, um, batting over 300, hitting home runs. He's doing everything that you want Reese Hoskins to do, and the walks will come because he's still seeing a lot of pitches. But that's my standout guy. Um, so far in this season and just apart from that it's nice to see Bryce Harper's power bat start to get going he hit lace two balls that not many guys could hit a home run on the line drive like the two ones that he hit so it's good to see the power him him start to click but yeah those are those are my two guys it's nice to see the Phillies bats come to life a little bit in the last game or so so yeah that's that's what I have 
And, and he, Bryce always comes alive against the Braves. I don't know what it is. The Braves need to start cheering when he comes off the bat. Maybe that will be a little bit different because they boo him every time, and every time he just does something just awesome and hits the ball 15 rows up. But, yeah, no, he's a really good pro- – he's like what uh, Freddie Freeman is and Chipper Jones was to the Mets and Ronald Acuna is to everyone else in the NOE. So it's, yeah, and they- – Speaking of Bryce, he also gave us one of the one of the best moments from the weekend. I'd have to say that uh, video. If you haven't seen it already, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But um, the Ronald Acuna for Braves fans out there, um, Acuna has an N Y instead of an N, so it is not pronounced Acuna. Um, just learn it now. It's a tilde, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, there's a tilde on the end, but the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. letter is called an ye. It's like an extra letter. Um, if my Spanish class experience is serving me well from middle school. But, um, yeah, so before he wins five MVPs, learn how to say his name. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, even I think a lot of Braves fans was laughing. We're laughing at it because I don't I, I don't think anyone generally hates Bryce Harper. You know, I just think they, they dislike him because he – just kicks our ass all the time. So I, I think, you know, seeing Bryce Harper, one, not really dispute this guy. <laughs> he, he wasn't like, you're wrong, but he was just like, this is how you enunciate his name. It's, <laughs> so it, it was it was really entertaining. And, yeah, no, it's uh, – I like Bryce Harper. Uh, I, I think he's – I like him in Philly. I like him in Philly more than I did in, in Washington. Uh, Same. And I think – you know, Philadelphia has a kind of a fun core group of players, and especially if Reese plays how he is, you know that two, three, four. Um, that's that's a pretty two, three, four, five. <laughs> who's who's fit? Uh, but uh, Boom is. Uh, he, he, I think he's still batting below the Mendoza line to start the year. So nah, know. he's he's up at like two. He had a that last game um, going two for four helped him out a little bit, but he's getting on track. Yeah, I, I just need. This has happened since Austin Riley came up and hit 18 home runs in 12 games. You just got to give me a whole season of of smacking the ball around, and then then I'll get on the bandwagon. As we've seen of Michael Conforto, we've had five years of this guy in the MLB, and everyone thinks he's a top 20 player, and you have Mets fan booing him out of the stadium. (laughs) Yeah, Michael Conforto, and – yeah, he's he's off to a, a brutal start. But he's a career two fifty nine hitter. You you're not gonna expect him to bat three hundred. Yeah, no. yeah, and you've you've seen a couple flashes from him in a couple seasons. He was an all star early in his career. Had a very good season in sixty games last year for whatever that's worth. But ooh, man, he's gonna he's gonna see a little bit of a slide down the lineup soon. You have to think. So let's move on uh, to this past weekend. Miami split a pair with the Mets. Miami now two and six on the young year. They they only have a negative eight run differential, so that's not bad for being four losses and in, deep into the loss column. Um, but Mets two and three, and the Nationals one and five. They've both been limited because of the COVID situation inside the Nationals uh, clubhouse. Um, yeah, give me your give me give me your take on the standings right now. Obviously, Philly up up top, so you're feeling good about that. But you know, it's not not a good start for everyone else in the in the conference. 
Yeah, and I think the Braves had a rough start that that first sweep against the Phillies, but then the Braves have bounced back really nicely, and they look like what they are, which is what I think they are at least. And that's they're the best team in the division. They're going to be tough to beat over the course of 162 games. You just saw how those bats got going this week, and you we still haven't even seen contributions from guys like Ozuna and um, Dansby Swanson started to hit some doubles later in the Philly series. But those two guys, once they start hitting, which they will because they're smacking balls right now, it's going to be an even scarier Braves lineup. So there's my take on the Braves. The Marlins are – they're the Marlins. You know, they have the best starter ERA in baseball in this young season, um, just a hair above two. uh, And they just can't hit. So they're going to struggle. They're going to win some games against very good teams because of their starting pitching, but it's going to be a long season for them. And playing in this division, it's not going to give them any breaks. So uh, there's the Marlins for you. And then the Nationals and the Mets, obviously smaller sample size even than the other three teams in the division because they both missed their first series. I think what we've seen out of the Nationals is a lot of what we kind of expected. Trey Turner and Juan Soto are two of arguably the best five players in this stack division, and they're playing like it. And the rest of the team really doesn't hit very well. They're hitting fine so far this year, but they they have their two series are against the Braves and the Dodgers, so – they're, and they got the Cardinals coming up. Yeah, they, so they're, they, they are not going to have it easy for them um, for a while at least. And, yeah, they're, they're not really getting great starting pitching. They're getting some surprising starting pitching. I'm sure you'd love to talk about Joe Ross's performance. Yeah, against the Dodgers, five innings, no runs. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I mean, that's <laughs> what else do you want a guy to do? That, that's, that's as good as it's going to get. And then Strasburg uh, had another – he had a good performance. I know you said he didn't really seem like he had um, some of the stuff that we're used to him seeing, but he he pitched well over six innings. Yeah, no, he, against the Dodgers he did. So maybe he bounced back a little bit. I mean, he gave up a lot. The home runs that he gave up were not – you know, they were not 98 exit velocity um, home runs. I mean, they, even Dansby's opposite field home run was – was awesome, and, and I just want to take a step back in, as a Braves per, like point of view right now, and, and just appreciate Ronald Acuna. Did I on this podcast? Did I predict that he was going to win the MVP this year? I, I don't know if you've done it on the podcast, but I've definitely heard you say it the past over the past couple of weeks, plenty of times. Okay, well, it, let's right now. If you add up Ronald Acuna's WAR, he has more collective WAR than everyone else on this Atlanta Braves offense, not team, not pitching staff, but on the offense combined. He is just on a different level. And the thing is, he's kind of like Reese Hoskins. He's Last year, I think he had a walk rate like close to 20% of the time. Um, and right now he's walking at a 5% clip. Um, his BAPIB is out of the world only because his batting average is out of the world. So his BAPIB is 444. His batting average is 444. So it's not like he's getting lucky and he's striking out a lot. I mean, it's right. Well, and, and it's not luck because you mentioned the BAPIB being way up. The dude hustles his ass off. Like, I don't think I've ever seen 
guys, a guy like how he did against the Phillies, beating out two routine plays in the infield just in the course of one series. And you're just like, how did he get from home plate to first base that fast? And that's why, I mean, that's why he's so amazing because he can hit absolute tanks. And he also, he's just having fun with the game and he wants to be on base and he wants to make things happen for the Braves. And he is. Let me, let me give you an unheralded play of the game for the Phillies last night. That bottom of the ninth, Acuna doesn't hit a – he hits a weak ground ball to Bohm. And Bohm absolutely makes a beautiful play at third base, all in one motion, fielding and throwing, because he, he was like, I saw what happened to Didi. It's not going to happen to me. And he got him by a step, which Acuna could have beat out very easily if if Bohm had, would have fielded that normally. But he, he did a good job fielding that and throwing out Acuna in the bottom of the ninth to kind of salt, like seal the deal essentially uh, for the Phillies win. Um, yeah, and a lot of teams are going to run into mistakes trying to throw out Acuna at first because he's shown he can beat out he can beat out a, a solid play by a decent fielder, which was like the play we saw with D.D. Gregorius last night. That was that was a good play. That's get that would get out the majority of mo of the MLB. I mean, he absolutely crushed it to shortstop, and he he beat out he beat out the ball, which was amazing. I was I was in shock, and that was the leadoff hit of the game. So yeah, it was, it was, it was looking very good. Uh, I think I forget uh, Matt Vaskersian, the, the announcer got, that's the most excited I've ever heard of announcer, like on an infield hit. He was, he was riled <laughs> up, but uh, Grant McCauley, I think he's a, he's one of the beat writers for the Braves. He tweeted out yesterday, Ronald Acuna's ranks in the national league right now. He's first in batting average, first in slugging, first in OPS, first in hits, first in extra base hits, first in total bases, second in doubles and third in home runs. Obviously it's only nine games into the season. So it's a small sample size, but he is absolutely um, on a different level right now. And it's, and it's good to see it. It's honestly good to see um, because Freddie got all that talk in the off season. But I think as Braves fans, we always knew that the, the ceiling for Acuna was as high as, of a player that we've seen in my generation, honestly, since Chipper Jones and Chipper Jones first ballot hall of famer. So yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Braves fan just to watch Acuna and his excitement that he brings. It's unlike anything I've ever seen in the game. And it's just an exciting time just to watch these guys have fun and play. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, it's, it's a pain to watch Acuna absolutely kill your team. So every, I mean, a lot of teams are going to run into that this year. But he's he's so fun to watch, and that little uh, thing, whatever he does with Gene Segura when he gets on second base because he hits doubles like they're singles, um, that that's fun to watch. And they don't apparently, according to ESPN, they don't even know each other, and they've been doing that um, for a couple years now. So it, it's fun. He has a lot of fun with the game. Um, it's a lot of fun at the Phillies' expense right now. But I'm glad that I do not need to watch him play the Phillies um, at least for a little while. Yeah, for a month or so, I think, uh, in two two series, or a couple months, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, Acuna, I think he, he he's a lover, not a fighter. I mean, I think most players like him. I know his antics are a little like the old school generations do not like him hitting a ball and just kind of watching it and jumping up and down and whatnot. But I if think, you hit a ball like the one he hit against the Phillies in that first game, you deserve to 
I mean, you should have someone carry you around the bases for all. Like that was a <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely killed that. And, and and talking about his home run spray chart is something to look at. It's like a it, it is a thing of beauty just to see like across the field, just like it, it's it's full spectrum all across the field. It's like he's not a pull hitter. He doesn't hit it. Like it it is it is crazy to see. You would not power. be able you would not be able to guess his handiness. There might be a little bit of a skew to the left side. But it, it really, I mean, if you were looking at it just first glance and then they take the picture away, you can't guess. It's all over the place. And it's funny because you see guys like D.D. Gregorius. Did you see that graphic they put up and he hit a home run to center field, which was so rare because he always pulls the, his home runs? Always. Like he, it's like he. I think that was the first time um, that he's hit a home run to center field like in his entire career. And he's he doesn't not hit home runs. He's got some decent power, but – that that's what you see these days. It's all about the launch angle and how they swing, and they're that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to pull home runs, and it's a fre- refreshing to see a guy like Acuna that just gets up and swings and tries to get on base, and the ball leaves the park because he's that talented. I think when you see generational talent like Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, and Ronald Acuna, that's when you see. Uh, Juan Soto is included in that, just in the conference. You, you, you see the power to all, all all fields, and it's it's scary, honestly, When especially deep in the season, late in games. I mean, Bryce Harper, I mean, that was a screamer to left field that he hit out yesterday. And, yeah, it, it, it's just – there's so much talent in this conference that it, it's – it's going to be a fun year. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen now. Philly's top of the conference. Uh, are the Mets going to bounce back? Are the Nationals going to bounce back? We don't know. It's going to be exciting. And let's. Uh, that's a good transition in talking about this coming week. Who the Phil's got on the on the schedule? So it'll be Philly's Mets to lead off this week, and then the and the end of the week series will be Philly's Cardinals. So no no cakewalk for the Phillies this week. They're going to have to earn it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see another series against the Mets. Fortunately, um, no DeGrom this time, which is an absolute relief. Oh, you guys got and, David Peterson tonight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, we got we got, we got got some guys that um, that the Phillies like to hit, um, which is nice. It, it's going to be – hopefully the bats can get going. Um, what was it, six or seven runs last night for the Phillies? Yeah, seven six was the. I mean, six to six was honestly. If you ask yeah. my opinion, what the score was, it was six six. <laughs> so so say six six. Um, maybe uh, yeah. Put an asterisk next to the seven. It's nice to see the Phillies bats get going a little bit. Hopefully, that will continue in this week. But yeah, it won't be easy, no doubt. You know, the, the I'm looking at the Mets rotation this week. They got Peterson, Taiwan Walker, and Joey Lucchesi starting so that's that's favorable matchups for the Phillies offense to kind of get going especially after last night to kind of get on a little roll here yeah it, it, it'll be nice to have some momentum to get uh that would be four starts in a row against like lower half of the rotation type pitchers and yeah that that it's exciting I, I think I saw something on Twitter I don't even know if this is true but the Phillies aren't scheduled to face um, I don't, I'm not sure if it was just an ace or even like a two guy for the rest of the month. Jeez. So that if that is true, then I mean that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Philly's not getting just getting the bad luck, but the schedule luck right now. 
Yeah, yeah. But last and, night the Phillies didn't have any vapid luck. They, they the, the, all those were shots. Yeah, there, it was nice. It was nice to see the home runs, and it's nice to see the guys who hit the home runs, especially um, Bryce Harper and uh, Reese Hoskins, because they're going to need to hit some home runs this year if the Phillies are going to win baseball games. Yeah, and right now, I mean, again, that that was that was as good as the first week as you could get for the Phillies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to look at where the Phillies land in just war, total team war. I think they're top 15, if I'm not mistaken. I think, yep, they're at 13th, and I think that I think that leads the the conference. The Braves are in the bottom bottom half. Mets in the bottom half. Washington in the bottom half. So yeah, so yeah, good for the Phillies. Yeah, and, and it, it, that's even without the bats really clicking on. I mean, and probably with Roman Quinn's WAR being like negative fifteen. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot of stats going around the Braves Twitter sphere about like how the Braves are hitting the ball harder than any team, but have like the lowest batting average in the league. And then uh, the pitchers giving up like the lowest extra velocity in the league and getting uh, a top five bat, giving up a top five batting average, which is insane. I think they've given up like seven hits to pitchers this year, which is just stupid. Well, here's a stat for you. So the, the Braves have the 25, the 25th, um, best BAPIP in the entire MLB, according to fan graphs, and the third highest hard hit percentage. So that's something over the course of 162 games. That'll iron itself out, surely, because that that seems like an anomaly to me. Yeah, no, I'm looking at I see I see exactly what you're looking at. Yeah, no, the hard hit rate in Mappet tip I mean, you tend to get more lucky if you hit the ball hard. And the Braves got a little lucky last night. They had a couple doubles to to right field that were hit like right around eighty five to ninety miles an hour off the bat range and that was nice to see. So let's move to the Marlins and Braves in their four game series. Um I'm excited um for the pitchers especially to get uh their ERA corrected against this Marlins team. Uh, hi, Oscar. You know we're coming off his strong start against uh, the Nationals. Max Freed, who has an ERA of nine. He's had a terrible start to this season. Charlie Morton pitches Wednesday. Um, and then I believe Thursday is going to be Ian Anderson. And then, as you said, this national starting pitching rotation is as good as it gets right now. They are firing at all cylinders to start the season. And it starts with Alcantara tonight and then tomorrow with Pablo Lopez and then Wednesday with Nick Niedert and then Trevor Rogers Thursday. I don't think any of them have an ERA above. I think Nick Niedert has the highest ERA at 2.08, which is ridiculous. I mean, again, small sample sizes, but good start to the year by these guys. It's going to be hopefully the Braves get into that bullpen um, and get past Yemi Garcia and put up some runs. But I, I don't see the Marlins. I, th- I see the Braves taking three out of four uh, this week against the Marlins. Um, so, yeah, look, give me your predictions on the Phillies and what they're going to do this week record-wise. Yeah, so Phillies have the uh, the Mets. I, I believe it's a four-game series in the Mets. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it is. And, yeah, so it'll be nice to see. It's kind of the reverse of what you mentioned with the Braves, um, the Braves being able to kind of correct their pitching, which has been more the problem so far in this young season. And on the Phillies' side, it's going to be an opportunity to, to correct the hitting because – 
we might, I think we might see the Grom in that fourth game, but other than that, it's just going to be the bottom of this Mets rotation, which is not looking very good and hopefully get into the bullpen of the Mets, which also is not looking very good. So yeah, it'll be nice to see if the Phillies can put up some runs this week and kind of, you know, continue this momentum from that, uh, you know, we'll put an asterisk next to it, but that seven runs against the Braves <laughs> in this last game. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully Phillies pitch can keep the Mets offense down um, because they're, they have the guys where you, you have to expect them to break out as a team and score some runs at some point. Hopefully Michael Conforto stays batting third and hopefully I don't regret saying that by the end of this week, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how they go um, because they, they the Mets right now only have one guy on their entire team hitting and it's Brandon Nimmo, which good for him because um, he he's not, I don't have any problems with Brandon Nimmo, but he he's hitting very well right now and he's walking a lot, which is a, a pain because of the, he runs to first base. He sprints to first base every time he gets walked. So yeah, I don't know. There's my <laughs> Nimmo. No, right. Hey. You you don't have a problem with Brandon Nimmo, but I can tell you who the Miami Marlins and their whole organization has a problem against, and that's Michael Conforto. (laughs) I still can't get over him leaning into that pitch to win the game. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's just MLB replay. Like, what what are they doing? Like, why why are certain things non-reviewable? And and I I heard that all they needed to do was call it a strike. Yeah, but he, he was in the motion to call the strike. strike. I mean, as an umpire, I mean, he, the umpire has to call him leaning into the pitch, right? I don't understand. It just, just like the umpire last night, how he called him safe. I don't understand how you don't understand. Like, you're going to call the pitch a strike. You're in the motion to call it a strike. Oh, but it hit him? How the heck is it going to hit him? How, how are you going to stand there and say, oh, that's an, like it's okay to give you a base on balls or a hit by pitch if the ball's in the strike zone. I mean, that's in even if he didn't intentionally get out of the way, he didn't try to get out of the way. And I think the rule says you have to try to make an effort to get out of the way. Obviously, he didn't make an effort to get out of the way. If anything, he made an effort to get in the way. But we already talked about this. We can, <laughs> we, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's obviously that's I, how I mean, I moral, moral of the story it's it's impossible to get hit by a strike. That should be physically impossible. And if you get hit by a strike, then it should be a strike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we've talked about that. Moving on. Um, The Nationals. Have we talked about the Nationals' upcoming schedule? Yeah, you talk about that start one and five, right? Not a good start for the Nationals. Does not get any easier as they take on uh, the Cardinals this week. I think it's a three-game series. It's not a four-game series, so that's – you know, decent news. Um, but yeah, they take on the Cardinals. Um, uh, Fede, who's 0 1 with a 27 ERA against old Braves standout John Gant um, on the season. That's they, they play tonight. That That's tonight's game. Um, Cardinals at 5 and 4, Nationals at 5 and uh, 1 and 5. So yeah, they play the Cardinals, which kind of is it's a strong schedule to start the season for the Nationals and their fans, which I know it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's not. It, it's it's interesting with the Nationals because yes, they won the World Series a couple years ago, but it really doesn't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about with this team, at least right now, un, until somebody comes out of nowhere and until 
Victor Robles starts hitting lights out. But and I mean maybe Schwarber coming back and maybe Josh Bell coming back and stealing some starts from Zimmerman, who's actually off to a decent start. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's not a very exciting team. Um, it, yeah, that that's really where I stand on the Nationals. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I, I I actually think the Nationals take two out of three against the Cardinals because, you know, I think they're due for a couple of wins. I think the Braves take a three out of four from the Marlins, and I could see them taking four out of four. But, you know, I'm going to laugh in the Marlins are going to spank that, you know, Atlanta booty. But um, against the Mets and Phillies, though, let me look. At, and, and you said, yeah, I'm going to go Phillies two out of three just because. I think uh, it's a four-game series, actually. I'm gonna go Phillies two out of four because I don't I don't think the Phillies are facing anybody of of consequence pitching it. It was like Peterson, right? Um, well, the only uh, question is whether Degrom is the starter for that fourth game. Yeah, I think it is. So yeah, I still I still take them. You know, I'll take a split. Um, well, I, think, I mean, and the Mets the Mets don't necessarily win Degrom starts because that's apparently their offense takes a break day. Um, he's He's they've lost both of his starts this year and he has a point six four ERA. So call it what you will, but yeah, I think those the Phillies, aren't guaranteed wins. I think the Phillies won Wheeler's start. Um but I think I think they actually lose one of the two Wheeler Nola starts. I think this Mets offense is gonna wake up um at some point and maybe get deep in like Chase Anderson, David Peterson. It's not a guaranteed W for the the Phils, but definitely looks good for the Phils. So it's 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 interesting. We'll see what the Mets look like at home and what that lineup looks like and if they can get in the bullpen. Um, because we we thought the Mets lineup was going to rival the Braves right now, but I mean the Braves lineup isn't producing in a major way either. So well, it'll be interesting to watch this weekend. All right, so I we already uh, I already cover the Phillies. Um, and if I had to choose between one of uh, Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins, I have to go with Reese Hoskins. I, I love the way he's swinging the bat right now. It's very exciting as a Phillies fan to be able to see him not so cautious at the plate. He's still seeing pitches, still doing, st- hasn't really changed, completely changed who he is as a player, but he has tweaked his approach somewhat and he's he's swinging at pitches to hit and he's making good contact with them. So that's a beautiful thing to see. Hopefully it carries forward. Um, and with the Nationals, you just got to go with, uh, well, you know, I won't, I won't say Juan Soto because that's kind of the low-hanging fruit. He did hit a walk-off. He has gotten off to the start you'd expect him to. But I'm going to go with Ryan Zimmerman because he, he's been playing very well. That's a nice sign for the Nationals because he's, he's – I mean, he's pretty much a mainstay with the Nationals and has had a great career with them. And if, if, he can, if he can contribute somewhat to this offense, then that is definitely something that they need because it's hard to see where they're going to get it outside of um, Soto and Trey Turner. Um, moving to the Mets, Brandon Nemo has been – pretty much lights out so far this year. Um, he's walked six times in six in five games, six games, five, six games. Um, and he, his OPS plus over six games. Yeah. So it's a small sample size is over 200. So, and nobody else on the Mets is really performing besides the Grom, of course. Um, unfortunately for him, they have not won either of his starts, but you know, that's what it feels like to be Jacob DeGrom, I guess. Um, and then with the Marlins, uh, 
I'm just going to go with Jazz Chisholm. I, I love watching him play. He hasn't, he doesn't, he's not hitting for a great average right now, but he's got a home run and a triple. So, and two stolen bases. So he's pretty fun to watch. He's a good fielder um, in that middle infield. And then finally with the Braves, I saved them for last because Ronald Cunha is frankly on a different planet from anyone else that I just mentioned right now. And he's, I think he went nine for 13 in the Philly series and he's just, he's been phenomenal. He's having fun with baseball and he's going to be great for the sport for a long time because the sport needs more Ronald Cunha's. Yeah, I, I, I like your list. I, I like your Zimmerman pick. How If I was doing that list with you, I, I, I would have picked for Zimmerman because I think Turner and Soto are easy uh, players to hit, but Zimmerman is, is definitely help, helping the the rest of the lineup, which is terrible. So you did players that are, you know, doing well. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Players that are absolutely stinking right now in the NO East. I'm going to go with your boy Roman Quinn batting 0-63. He's batting not only below the Mendoza line. What's Is is, is there a, a phrase for batting under 100? Because that's and They're going to start calling it the Roman Quinn line. Yeah, the, the Quinn line. Because he he doesn't have a great case to remain in in the major league. I mean, he'll he could remain on the roster just because he's fast. But I'm starting to wish he wasn't because it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. He's a negative OPS plus right now. And and all, going to the Marlins, I'm surprised you didn't choose Starling Marte. He's having a heck of a start to the year. Um, but I'm going to go with at my boy Adam Duvall. I thought he was actually going to have a really good year for the Marlins. I, I really like Adam Duvall as a player. He's a great fielder in left field and brings a lot of pop. But he's batting a buck 36, has a home run. I believe that was a pinch hit home run. But, yeah, his on-base percentage is a buck 74, just not having a good start to the year. Uh, move over to the, if I remember correctly, you had him as your top performer for the Marlins last week. No, just because he hit that pinch hit home run, I was excited about him. But, yeah, he's not having a good start to the season. And for the Braves, you know, I have a number of guys to choose from. Christian Pache is hitting a buck oh seven. Um, Ozzie Albies is hitting a buck thirty nine, but I think he's getting a little bit hot. Even Freddie Freeman's batting below the Mendoza line. Dansby Swanson as well. So Ronald Acuna is absolutely carrying this team, and that's not even debatable. I'm going to pick Marcelo Zona. Signed a four year, sixty four million dollar contract, batting a buck twenty five, no home runs. He does have four RBIs. Um, actually, no, he has zero RBIs. He has four total bases. He is absolutely ass right now. He struck out 13 times, not having a good start to the season. Come on, Marcel, just give me something. I knew this was going to happen. Everybody was excited to sign you back. You had a great season last year in 60 games, and you are nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Be better, Marcel. Be better. Let's go to Washington. Let's see what's going on in their lineup right now. Obviously, Trey Turner and Soto are going to have great seasons because that's the only guys they got in their lineup. So it's hmm, – who is a whipping boy for the Nationals? It might have to be Scherzer after – or Corbin. You know, just give it to Corbin. I'm going to stay – Scherzer in the, did bounce back well. I'm going to I'm gonna stay in their lineup and say um, Hernan Perez. He's he's at 12 at-bats, and he's, he, he's doing the old Roman Quinn gig and batting 083. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's – Excuse me. I, I know Juan Soto's batting around 300. And again, it starts the season 
Take it with a grain of salt. Ryan Zimmerman's almost batting 400. It's a really good start for Ryan Zimmerman. Not much pop right now, but nine total bases. It's good start. It's, it's good to see that from him, especially with Josh Bell out and Schwarber out. They need a little bit of pop. And those are your underperformers of the week. And that wraps it up for our Monday podcast. Check back in Thursday as we review this week's action. Did you